Greetings, listeners. You have found the horror returns. For all of you who delight in dread, fantasize about fear, and glorify gore, welcome home. This is the podcast that proves that the horror never ends. Each episode, we seek out and review a brand new horror movie or book. Then go back and find a classic work with similar themes, looking at both similarities and differences. Our goal here is to explore how our perceptions of fear remain the same from generation to generation, but also to point out how the presentation can change based on the social and political climate of the times. Although we always do our best to avoid spoiling the new release, sometimes it may be necessary to talk about certain details during the course of our conversation. Now, we generally assume you guys have already seen the classic film, so there will often be spoilers when discussing anything that has been out for at least a year. The other thing we may do from time to time is use a few four-letter words. This is a horror podcast, and horror movies tend to be R-rated, so you can pretty much expect us to be too. I'm Lance, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Brian and Philip. All right. So let's start out with a discussion of some of the highlights of what we checked out this week. Uh, Brian, you want to you want to go first this time? Yeah. Um, before I get to that, I just want to uh, say like uh, R.I.P. to Anton Yelchin. Uh, that was really tragic. What happened to him? Uh, we were just talking about that. Yeah, that's crazy, yeah. right? Yeah, and it's it's really sad to find out that he that his cause of death was probably due to a factory recall on his vehicle. So what? And he just like gets out of the car and it rolls back on top. Of yeah, him. okay. From what from from what I read, he pulled into his driveway, which is at an incline. He got out to check his mail, which what is, is um, I believe they said it was like a brick mailbox connected to the gate. And then his car just rolled back and pinned him up against the the mailbox. That's insane, and, man. Yeah, and they're saying that the, he had uh, one of those Jeep Cherokees, and I guess there was a factory recall on something on the car, so on he might have... motherfucker he, in park? Yeah, he, he might have got... They said he might have got out thinking he put it in park, and it was still in neutral. That's crazy. Yeah. That's some Fight wow. Club shit, right? That's what yeah. the guy did in Fight Club, right? He... Did recalls, and then if the uh, amount of damage or death or whatever didn't result in more than it would cost for the recall, then they wouldn't do it. Yeah, so I, I just wanted to give a, a little RIP to him. He he was a phenomenal actor. Oh, yeah. I like that guy, man, a lot. Yeah, Alpha he was, Dog. He was really good. Yeah, he started in Alpha Dog, yeah, right? Yeah. Wasn't that his first big role? Uh, that uh, that's the that's first one I remember him in. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I know him a lot for Star Trek. Right, but Star Trek guys. He, I thought he was. Off. I thought he was really, really good in the Fright Night remake. Yes, oh, absolutely. Yeah. He was kind of one of the best parts of that movie, actually. Yeah, because the rest of that movie wasn't awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it, it definitely wasn't the original. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I I just wanted to say something about that. Yeah, man, good call. Cause uh, he was he was a good actor, man, and he he died way too soon. I think he could have been he could have been big eventually. You know what I mean? I mean, he was already in the Star Trek movies, and he was definitely going places. Yes. Yeah, and he was in uh, he was in one of the newer horror movies uh, <clears throat> that you were telling me about, Brian, uh, the Green Room. Yes, I am. That is actually going to be out on Blu-ray here in a couple of weeks. I'm very interested in uh, checking that one out. 
Got to check that out. Yeah, so you got Chekhov it. and uh, Captain Picard in it, right? There you go. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, going on to highlights of the week, I checked out a movie called The Gift. The Gift. Ah, Joel, Joel Egerton. Yes, I believe he directed okay. and wrote this movie, too. Okay. Haven't seen it yet. Star, yeah. um, I, I recommend it. <laughs> I recommend it. It is... Uh, not going to give anything away. It's a kind of rather new movie. It's a kind of a, a little thriller type revenge movie. Yeah, I definitely call it more of a thriller than a horror. It's, yeah, I, I I liked it. It was enjoyable to watch. I mean, it wasn't super special, but uh, hey, it was it was different for Jason Bateman and I. Absolutely, absolutely. So you've seen it too, then? Yeah, I saw it in the theaters actually. Ah, cool. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, ha- I haven't seen this one, guys. I've I've heard a lot of good stuff about it, though. Um, kind of surprised. I'm looking at IMDb. A little bit surprised. Uh, he's not tagged to direct anything else at this point. Because I understand he did a pretty damn good job. Yeah, I I would say so. Yeah, it got a lot of buzz when it came out. And uh, besides that, um, caught up on Preacher. Mm-hmm. Loving Preacher. Good, huh? Yeah. You like it? Uh, yes. I'm I'm digging the Preacher. Uh, caught up on uh, Outcast. Still loving that show. Yeah, I, I recommend it if you're into like demonic possession type. Oh. type of shows and yeah, and it uh, stars uh, he, the kid from uh, Almost Famous. If you ever oh, seen that? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you mentioned that, dude. I I still haven't uh, gotten around to checking it out yet. Yeah. Okay. I'll watch. That. And uh, finally finished American Horror Story Hotel. Oh, lucky oh, you. I, yeah. I, I haven't watched it at all, man. I need, um, I need to watch that one. Is uh, it good? I don't <laughs> recommend it. It was kind of all over the place and not in the typical American Horror Story way that makes Wait, it. The guy got did all right, man. Yeah, I would say she's she's a welcome addition to the cast. Yeah? But everything else was just kind of jumbled together. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Well, they put it up there, and I was thinking The Shining. So. Yeah, it had a little bit of The Shining, and a little bit. There was it. It was a mess. Hopefully, next season will will be better. From what I'm understanding, it's going to have something to do with the opera. What? Yeah. Oh boy. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I feel like it's probably just going to keep going further and further down at this yeah. point. And, uh, so no is more it ju- going to be like uh, American Horror Story meets Glee next season or what? I don't know. There And there's uh, no more Jessica Lange. She's officially done. Right. Which one, which one is she? Oh, come on, man. She was the best part of like the first four seasons. The old, the older lady. Look, dude. I'm bad the Southern names. Belle in season one. <laughs> oh, okay. Was she, the, uh, was she the, the one with the two heads? No. Sorry, no. no. Uh, oh, think... the older, older one. Yes. Oh, I know who that is. Okay. Yeah, I think oh, uh, she, names, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah, she's been wanting to retire, but <laughs> I, I guess they kept giving her scripts that intrigued her. But I guess I think she might be almost fully retired from acting. Period. She's like, no, I'm done with this. That's shit. about it. She, <laughs> she was in the uh, she was in the '70s version of King Kong. You guys remember that? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. yeah, yeah. Quite a bit younger then, but. Uh... Yeah, she was my favorite part of the first couple of seasons of American Horror Story. And I thought the first two seasons were genius. Yeah. And then I think the third fell off a little bit. Yeah. And I think it's been downhill from there. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you. I can kind of agree, too, because I only saw 
three quarters of that circus season. I, I keep wanting to say Psycho Circus. Oh, uh, you, you're talking about Freak Show. Go kiss. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it, that that season it started good, but it just right. It, it ended poorly. Yeah, it had some decent parts to it. I kind of liked when when uh, Jessica Lang sang "Life on Mars." Yes, I thought that was kind of an interesting take on that song, mm-hmm. but ah, uh, yeah, not not the best. Now I do know one thing for sure. I know that uh, that Philip is dying to talk about his highlight for the week on television. Oh, go Game of Thrones, <laughs> brother! Did so you bu- see last week's episode again. All right, look. By the time that this comes out, man, I know that the finale is already going to be there. But okay, the episode before the finale that happened last Sunday was amazing. That's probably one of the most satisfying TV episodes I've seen ever. Are you talking about the 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 Battle of the Bastards episode? The Bastards episode, the War of the yes. Bastards. Yes, yes, it was. Amazing. It was amazing. So you're you're caught up too, Brian. Yes, sir. All right, so we can talk. If we're able to give spoilers on that or not, I mean, what, what's what's I, the rule? I think man? we can give it, some mild spoilers, it, you know? I mean, it's, it's a TV it's, show. It's a little different from you think so? It's, it's been a week. What do you think, Brian? Show. Let's let make Brian. Brian, you can make the call, man. It's It's been a week. We can we can put it out there. Done. It's been judged. <laughs> spoilers spoilers was out the night it came out anyway so oh, no doubt All right, yeah. look, I'm that's a- just kind of the, the kind of show it is right I'm gonna ask a question yeah. right okay who do you hate more Ramsey or Joffrey oh I don't know that that's a tough one that is a tough one I wish that Joffrey had died the way that Ramsey did although Ramsey was very fitting that was a pretty satisfying <laughs> death. I, they, they were both pretty satisfying. Yeah, I, I might say I. I might say I hate Ramsey more. You think so? After the feeding his baby brother to the dogs. Yeah, but he was at least dedicated to being evil, man. That guy was obviously evil. Joffrey was just right. a little shit, man. I wanted to punch that little shit in the face. <laughs> I think everybody did. I think it's yeah. Sansa. Hey, she's the one who's been through the most with these fuckers, huh? Oh, yeah, that was a good moment for Sansa, man. Oh. <laughs> that that whole episode was kick-ass. I was, like, really worried that John was going to die again. <laughs> kind of looked that way for a yeah, little while, Yeah, I it? really thought he was. I was like, oh, no. Because... All right, I didn't see it the first night, and then I heard them talking about it on the radio. Right. And they were trying not to give too much away, and they said a lot of death. And I was like, oh, no. Lots of carnage, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Gi- not, some giant-sized death scenes, There's right? not too many people more that can die. <laughs> yeah, I thought, uh, I can't think of his name, uh, the red-headed guy, the, the wildling. wildling dude? Yeah, I thought he was going to die. Oh, yeah. He came pretty close. Yeah, you know, I'm digging his little love story with uh, Big Night. Oh, uh, Bri- Brienne. Yeah. Okay, so he yeah, like, he like looks at her, and then she looks at him, and then it looks like she looks at the camera like she's in the office or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, still a bit yeah. in Twilight, right? <laughs> yeah. And from what I've heard, this is uh, one of their most expensive episodes. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't surprise me too much. I. Just, I noticed that the uh, the Pretty I, epic. I looked up the director. It was the same guy who directed that hard home episode that was that took place uh, in all the ice with with all of the White Walkers attacking. Oh, <laughs> that makes sense. So very battle oriented. Uh, very much so. And I'd, that that was probably my second favorite episode after this one. But this one. 
took the crown. Well, this was very, like, in the middle of everything. It was realistic, wasn't it? Yeah, it's the first episode that they've ever showed where they were in the middle of battle and showed, like, the... The, the stresses of actually being there and the piles of bodies that they had to climb over and all that stuff, man. It was it was it was it was pretty epic. It amazing. was it wasn't was, sugar coated, was no, it? No, I, I, I was super impressed with this one, man. It it it, it had my attention the whole time. Because okay, there's some games Game of Thrones episodes where um it gets a little slow. Right. This was not one of them <laughs> at all. Yeah, this was. I think we can all we can all agree this is one of the one of the greatest hours on television ever. Hell yeah, yep, for sure. Yeah, and that and that one continuous shot that they made that was just following him through the battle oh, and the camera yeah, did, didn't waver or move. And or I really thought he was going to get crushed. That was really awesome. God. <laughs> okay, and then the other stuff I've been watching because I'm not going to let you guys talk yet. <laughs> <laughs> Pop star. I'm gonna, oh I'm gonna throw man! That in there, okay, man. I guess you could consider that a horror. Um, okay, it's not <laughs> Lonely Island. Do they good. definitely have some horror elements? <laughs> hey, give it a watch, man. It's not as bad as it looks. It, that's probably a terrible review for it, but it wasn't a bad movie. It's super predictable and stuff, but it was it was funny, man. It was it was it was I, better than I thought I mean, it was gonna be. It called me crazy, but I, I like his other movie he had. Uh, what was it? Uh, Hot Rod? Hot Rod. Oh, yeah, that was funny. Yeah. For sure. So I, I think I might check it out. Man, I really like that guy. Have you ever watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah, I've seen a few episodes. That is one of my favorite shows. Oh, what is... Oh, the big black dude from the old... Spice uh, Terry Crews? Terry Crews. Oh, wow. I love that guy. Oh, I love that guy. I love anything that he does, and he's in Brooklyn Nine Nine. He is awesome. Yeah, but he's not the dude from the Old Spice commercials. Yeah, he is. You're thinking of correct me if I'm wrong, Brian. Has Terry Crews been in in the Old Spice commercials? Yes. Yeah, he's in the. Uh, there's two different guys that are in it. I don't fucking remember that, yes. guys. Yes. You got you have to. You got to have to pull it up on YouTube. Terry Crews All right. is also an incredible artist, by the way. No kidding. Yeah, he uh, he's playing the NFL, and he would paint pictures. Of like he had a, a picture of uh, uh and Tomlinson that he sold him for like three thousand dollars. What? Yeah, oh. old LT. He went to TCU, hey, man. Hey, man, folks, with, this is with this, one of my buddies. This is trivia you don't get anywhere else. <laughs> it's a Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> I had no on idea. A horror man. show. That wow. You didn't know. <laughs> Sports and art. I can't think of any more new release stuff that I watched. All right, guys. Well, uh, this week I finished the uh, the TV show that I'd watched the premiere last week. Uh, it was called Slasher. Ah. The one that came on Chiller. Okay. Uh, so I do appreciate the fact that it was eight episodes. And toward the middle, they really got you interested in knowing what was going on because the murders in the, in the show are, are based on the seven deadly sins. Oh. So it's kind of like seven in a way, or it's trying to be. Um, but it takes a little bit from that. It takes a little bit from the silence of the lambs. It takes a little bit, believe it or not, from room, the movie that came out last year. It it just, it takes a little, you know, dib here and a dab there. But I would say having completed all eight episodes that it's, uh, an eight episode TV series is definitely the wrong format for this story. 
Dude, um, that's the wrong format for any story. That shit pisses me off. When a when a when a when a series that I really enjoy is mm-hmm. only six or eight. Episodes, oh no no, I love it that makes part me of it. Insane. No, I dude, it. I I love the six, eight, thirteen episode arcs. As a matter of fact, I won't watch anything else that's like twenty two and twenty four episodes anymore. Really? Nah, it's overkill. But here's my point on on this particular show. An hour and a half format for this story would have been oh. perfect. Yeah. Get the seven deadly sins, get the get the six murders out of the way, you know, pretty quick, like in the first hour, right? And then in the last half hour, you could build up to the seventh murder and the reveal. Well, they did the reveal, not to spoil anything, but they did it pretty early. And so my whole, the, the way I would put it is this show's more than anything else anticlimactic. Uh-huh. They ended up having a whole final episode where you kind of already knew who it was. I kept expecting a twist. The twist never materialized. So anyway, not much to it. Um, another movie I watched this week, which is a real classic, is a 1937 movie. Uh, Disney's first animated feature film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Ah. Why would I talk about this on a horror show? Why not? I would insist that this... I, I, I Let me bring to the judge and the jury that this is a horror film. Have you guys ever seen it? Those motherfucking dwarves are scary as shit. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, the, dwar- the dwarves are great, dude. There's there's a scene where she's running through the woods and all, all the trees are coming alive and grabbing oh, at her. Yeah. All the animals' uh, eyes are lighting up in the forest and she's running. <clears throat> and then you got the evil queen that takes a potion and turns into like an old crone, like a witch. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how the fuck kids can watch this thing without shitting their pants. Good point. Anyway, it's, it's a I classic. Know. I enjoyed it. My three-year-old was watching Jaws with me yesterday, so... <laughs> <laughs> what do you know about kids' minds, man? Kids love it, man. <laughs> All right, as with every show, it's time to take a little trip to the trailer park. We take a look at the big, the small, and sometimes the very, very weird. Brian, what's our first new trailer to talk about this week? Uh, we're going to talk about Before I Wake. Did you guys get a chance to check this one out? I only have one thing to say about this. What's that? One, two, Freddy's coming for you. <laughs> Little yeah. too close for me, guys. Very similar. Little too close for me. I can see that. The, the dream stuff actually has me a little intrigued because you can kind of go anywhere with that kind of stuff. That's true. And it is uh, by, I believe it's directed by Mike Flanagan. Uh, you guys uh, uh, ever seen Oculus? Oh, yeah, I, I liked Oculus. I really liked and, Oculus, yeah. And he also uh, did Hush. Okay. I don't think I've seen Hush. Yeah, Hush Hush wasn't too bad. That was the uh, direct-to-Netflix movie that came out last month. Oh, okay. It's about, so, the, uh, it's about the deaf... The Was it a deaf girl or a blind girl? See how much how well I remember it, huh? <laughs> it was a deaf girl. It, it's pretty... It's, it, I'll check... Uh, I, I uh, recommend it to people to check out. I It's... it's Okay, so the kid that goes to sleep and has the dreams in the trailer looks a whole hell of a lot like my five-year-old son, and it scares oh, yeah, me you a did, little you bit. You did mention that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of want to just watch it for that, because I like being scared. And why not be scared of your own children? <laughs> yeah, the the only thing that has me a little leery about this one, this this movie was supposed to come out last year. Oh, well, that's not necessarily a bad thing, man. If they push it back a year, maybe they put a bunch of extra shit into it, you know what I mean? And and said, hey, it's not ready yet. Let's make it right before we put it out. Yeah, this movie is supposed to come out September 9th. Okay. 
That's doable. And the the next trailer is uh, the woods. The woods. I saw that trailer, man. It was. Yeah. Uh, Can you uh, tell me what's what what's going on? No, not a, not a chance. I okay. When you first sent us that trailer over to watch, I thought I've already seen this movie. Isn't that that chick from uh, I don't know what the hell else she's been in? But it, I was thinking the forest. Yes. And, uh, I mean, because you know the woods of the forest, right? Same thing. Okay, so we went back and watched the woods trailer. It was the wrong trailer because it was from like 2006. <laughs> yeah, there was a movie from 2006 called The Woods, Brian. And then, okay. You fucked with us, dude. And then we watched <laughs> the new trailer. And then there's another movie called The Forest. God damn it, dude. Fucking thing. Well, yeah. you shouldn't be so goddamn vague. Anyway, <laughs> so we start watching the trailer, right? And it looks super epic, right? And it's it says, you know, the best... Best horror movie since blah blah blah, and uh, even even Jimmy O had a quote on there from right. Joe Blow. It's got yes, I've like, seen that. <laughs> these these big scenic swoops in from like the mountains and the woods, and I'm thinking this probably should have been called the mountains. And, so and then they had the the police song in the background, the remake of the oh, police right, song. a remake of a police song, and the only uh, the only line that you recognized was from the chorus. Right, anyway. sure, it looks. Like it is going to be super cool, but I'm very skeptical of it. Yeah, it, they're building it up so much. I don't expect it to be much. Yeah, this is from director Adam Wingard. He directed. Oh uh, no, shit! Your next and the guest. Yeah. Have you seen any of these movies? This dude's good. I've I've seen everything he's done, man. What is he? Even the even the uh, anthologies that he's done part of. The most recent one was called The Guest. Is yes, I guy love that comes movie. Back from the mil- or does he really come back from the military with their son, or does he just pretend that, that he was in service with him? I think he was. I think he was, and he's got the water loose, and yeah. basically he got reprogrammed. Well, I don't want to. Well, it's over a year. I can spoil it. He got reprogrammed by a, a section of the government okay. to be a killing machine. It was a great movie. Okay, so Real he's, he's, he's done some good stuff. Yeah, I yeah. love Adam Wingard. Absolutely. Okay, also, well, if he's directing it, I'm in, man. Yeah, I also loved his other movie, uh, Your Next. Yeah, Your Next was great. You remember oh, that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've definitely seen that one. That, that was, was kind of like turning the tables on the killers. Awesome, because it was like every horror movie that you see, and you're like, no, 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 don't do that. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and this chick is like absolutely man yeah i'm not doing that that's stupid i'm gonna stab you in the eye instead <laughs> yeah and from what i understand that's uh that's really close to a, a film called the aggression scale i've never seen it uh have you guys heard of that one no, I'm no. That. yeah the aggression scale apparently that has you know kind of a similar you know kind of like home alone gone amok yeah, okay. yeah, where the, the guy kind of sets up traps in the house and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I think Wingard did it a lot better in Your Next, for sure. Oh, yeah. Horror movie history right there. Yeah, this movie is also coming out in September, I believe, uh, September 16th. That's probably a good time, getting a little closer to Halloween. Well, dude, you changed my mind on air. I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're checking. I mean, how much can you get from a teaser trailer? That's that's the know, other dude. thing. It's only, a, like it's only a, a minute so and a half like long. It really matters anyway. <laughs> and now it's time for Horror Headlines, brought to you by Brian. Brian, what's, the, uh, what's in the news this week, my friend? Okay, first up, we're going to talk about... Uh, you guys heard that Universal is bringing back their original monsters? How much have we heard this? I've been hearing it like every week for the last three years. 
Yes, uh, they're trying I to. I think do... I know where this is going. Is this going to be kind of a rocky story or what? Um, yeah, we're going to get in a little bit of that. Uh, they're trying to build a like a kind of how Marvel has a, a their universe, their little cinematic universe. But they're trying to do that with their classic monsters, and you're right on the nose there. They want the Rock in the Wolfman movie. They want the hey, Rock in the Wolfman. If movie. they can get him, why not? Well, okay, well, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. Define classic monsters. Uh, Wolfman, Frankenstein, Dracula, the Mummy, Fair. Uh, Invisible Man. Okay, I'm down with that. From the from what I have found out, rumored to be in the Invisible Man is Johnny Depp. Uh, man, Johnny Depp has had some. Fun. He's had a long oh, shelf life, hasn't he? Like yeah. he's he's cool when he's on, but when he's not on, man, it's bad. Uh, Tom Cruise is confirmed to be in the Mummy. Uh, well, they're definitely spending some money. Well, that kind of makes sense because you know he's he may as well be a mummy anyway. <laughs> well, he's, yeah. he's, not, he's not the actual mummy. Uh, they're actually going a different direction with that. What? Um, have you guys seen um, Kingsman? Yes. Of course. The actress, um, I'm probably going to say her name wrong. I apologize. Sophia Botella. Okay. She was uh, Sounds close. Sam Jackson's henchman, the one with the, the legs. Sure. Oh. She's, oh. They, she's actually going to be the mummy. Okay. What? That's, yes. I don't know what to think about that. Mm. I just keep thinking about her in Kingsman. And she yeah, was she was brilliant in that. I'm the fucker. <laughs> I'm sure she could handle any role, but yeah, I'm, I mean, that I'm, is, that's that is kind of odd. Yeah, that's. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna save my judgment until because she's gonna be in the new Star Trek movie. Oh, that's right. right. That's right. So. In heavy makeup, just like Idris Elba, right? Yes. Well, Star Trek heavy makeup. That's kind of how you work. That's right? true. That's so true. How, how do you guys feel about this whole shared universe with the with the monsters? Dude, I'm I'm getting sick of hearing about it. To be honest with you, I mean, I, I heard about it uh, when they did uh, Dracula Unbound or whatever the hell it was. With oh. didn't that have one of the Hemsley brothers in it or something? Or am I thinking? Uh, I can't think of his name. I don't think he's anybody I, big. Yeah, I just know that uh, they. I, I can tell you this: I, I listen to quite a few horror podcasts, and mm. I've and I've heard this bandied about for the last three years. No lie. Man, so I'm just tired of waiting. Just fucking either do it or don't do it, you know? I'm going to be I'm going to play every guy here and say that this is the first time I've heard it because it is. And I think that it sounds kind of cool. It's different. Hey, it sounded really cool to me 3 years ago too three when years I first ago, heard when it. When they it, once they actually make it happen. <laughs> I mean, if they get the shit cool. off the ground, I yeah, I mean, guys, obviously we're all going to go see the movies. Let's have yeah. be kidding. Well, right. Yeah, but do I want to see it? I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see it take a chance. I, mean, I love I, old Universal movies. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind the shared universe or the big stars in it. I just, I just don't want a shitty movie. Right there, you go, like, man. Yes, like the last Wolfman movie with uh, who was it? Uh, Benicio del Toro. Yeah, oh man, and I really like Benicio del Toro. Oh, so yes. I was super disappointed in that one. Wow. I was uh, I was really excited about that too, man. I went and saw it in theaters, and I was like, "And uh, I, be, I think uh, what was it, Dracula Unbound, Dracula Untold, whatever it was, whatever it was, man." I, I, 
There was nothing about that movie that made me want to go watch it. Okay, so I saw that one, and I thought that uh, I I put that in the same category as like a Van Helsing or something along those lines. <laughs> where it was going to be like action horror. Comedy. So was he a superhero in that movie? Or pretty much, yeah, kind of, kind of that sort of thing. And that's that's where I put it before I watched it. And now I didn't pay money for it. Okay, right. This was that well, makes no, that makes a I difference. Did. Maybe I watched it on demand. I don't know, but I watched it on demand all by myself, and that's what I had in 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 my mind when I mm-hmm. watched it. And I was like, okay, this is enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I looked it up, guys. Uh, Luke Evans is who played Dracula. So okay. yeah, that's why I got him confused with the fucking Hensley brothers because they're all just a bunch. They they look exactly the same. Not one of them can fucking act. They're they're just there for eye candy for the wives when we Lucky go to the movies. Thor would whoop your ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there were a couple of uh, talented actors in this movie. Uh, Dominic Cooper, uh, you're a preacher fan, Brian, and Charles Dance from uh, Game of Thrones. Okay. So you know, looked like they had some pretty good talent in there. Which what... which dude from Game of Thrones? Because there's a lot of guys. Oh, he was he was uh, he he was the uh, Lannister father. He was Tyrion's oh, father. That Tyrion he shot him man. with a crossbow while yeah, he was sitting yeah, on the yeah, toilet. Yeah, yeah, And Dominic Cooper is the main guy in Preacher, right? Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah, he is got, the they preacher. Had, they had some. They had some actors in that one. They had some actors before they were actors. So was it wasn't too bad. Wasn't, then. It wasn't good. <laughs> but it wasn't bad. Hey, that that's going to end up on the on the DVD box art, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, moving on to the next uh, item here. Uh, we're going to get another adaption from a comic book called Alistair Arcane. And this is going to be directed by Eli Roth, executive produced and starring. I'm out. I'm out. What? Wait, I'm out. Wait, wait a minute. Executive produced and starring Jim Carrey. <laughs> guys, you guys finished the podcast on your own. I'm fucking going 10 miles down the road. I'm getting as far from this fucking shit as I can. Is he walking? you got to be kidding me. 10 miles is a long way. <laughs> Not a fan of Eli Roth, I take it? Not lately. <laughs> After the clown? <laughs> Dude, it, it took more than just the clown to bring me down with Eli Roth. <laughs> I got a, a little synopsis for the movie, and it is a Los Angeles weatherman named Alistair Green who returns to his hometown to host a midnight horror show a la Elvira. <laughs> and that's Jim Carrey? Yes. Under the... Oh, un- <laughs> Dude, just shoot me now. Hey, that's a big name, man. That'll bring some That'll bring some, uh, <sighs> some, some audience there. Just Jim Carrey. I'll watch that. Uh, under the guise of mad scientist named Alistair Kane, Green performed little skits until the local sponsors balked at the gore. An incident... With two kids leads to him being put on trial, breaking his spirit, and into an early grave. Not long after, grisly activities begin to occur, and only the kids have the power to tort the cur- excuse me curse he has laid upon their town. Jim Carrey in a horror movie. Yeah, uh, number twenty-three was kick-ass. I was thinking. Oh about that fuck, dude! I was just about to say. I liked it. Am I the only motherfucker in this podcast that has seen? The fucking atrocity I called like the number twenty-three. Oh, I thought it was I've seen wow. It. He plays a great psycho. Oh man. wow, dude. Okay, then you're. This is custom made for you, Philip. Oh, Philip. Philip's already bought his ticket, dude. While okay. we were sitting here, 
He just went online and bought his ticket. I'm going to do it. I'm watching it. Um, I'm a little intrigued, a little bit. Uh, not so much the Eli Roth, because, uh, you know, we, as you heard my review of Clown, uh, and also I was uh, disappointed in the, the Green Inferno. I, I want to see Jim Carrey make a comeback in some way. And they, um, from what I understand, this is going to be uh, have a, uh, elements of comedy in it, too. Well, anything he does is going to have some sort of elements of comedy. He's just so over the top for everything. Like, I really love Jim Carrey. I feel like he would bug the shit out of me as a person, like if I knew him personally, that I, I would be like, I cannot, I can't be around this guy anymore. <laughs> but if he does a movie, I, I I think that he's good at that, man. I would totally watch him in a horror movie. I I like the idea. Jim Carrey was great in In Living Color. After that, not so much. Oh come on! All right, come on, give me give me three or four good Jim Carrey movies. Come yeah, on, Ace Ventura. All right, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that <laughs> one. I'll give you that color. one. Cable Guy. Okay, Cable Guy. guy went, all right, all right, and I'm looking at the list okay. here. Dumb and Dumber. Now we're just poking fun. The Mask. <laughs> hey, Dumb and Dumber was pretty kick-ass. Yes, Dumb and Dumber was excellent. You're right, you're right. Liar, Liar, not too bad. Yeah, Liar, Liar was Okay, you guys, you guys are right. You guys are right. Me, myself, and Irene, that was funny as hell. I like that one. All right, so he's he's a great comedian, but how's he going to be in an Eli Roth horror movie? Well, you saw uh, The Truman Show, man. I mean, that was a pretty damn the, good movie. The guy can be okay. I would agree. It's not horror, but it's he can be serious if he wants to be. And I really liked that movie, man. I was really impressed with it because that was his first big attempt at like serious stuff, right? And it was pretty well done. Yeah, I would I agree with so. you. All right. Well, I might not be ten miles away, guys. I might go walk eight miles and hang out and whatever you're wrong. Go good. ten miles away and don't watch the movie. <laughs> I mean I agree with you the the whole Eli Roth. Thanks. Yeah, Eli Roth is he's with me he's hit or miss. A lot more misses than hits, but Well Jim Carrey's kinda hit or miss. So Yeah, lately. Yeah. I don't remember the last uh last good movie I've seen him in. It's yeah. been a while. Bruce, Bruce Almighty was pretty good. Well, that was a long fucking time ago. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, Kick-Ass 2, he was horrible. Incredible Burt Wonderstone, he was horrible. Mr. Popper's Penguins, we won't even talk about that one. That's okay, guys. Terrible. I like him better in Kick-Ass 2 than I like him in Yes Man. Yes, uh, our final news item here is, uh, you guys ever check out a movie called Stakeland? Absolutely, dude. I loved it. No, I haven't. I have. It's, it's on a Netflix, really, right? really cool vampire movie. It's is kind it, of like a vampire zombie is hybrid. Is it on Netflix? I'm not really sure, but I will find out while Man, you guys talk. I really uh, wanted to watch it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, if you enjoy The Walking Dead, it's essentially The Walking Dead with vampires. Okay, that's yeah, it's, doable. It's excellent, dude. Remember, hey Brian, what do you Walking think about Dead that? Is my favorite show, <laughs> Brian. You like that scene with the helicopter? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've never seen that one before. It is on Netflix. It is. All on right, Netflix. boys and girls, anybody listening to the podcast, Stakeland on Netflix. Hey, we need to do a horror movies on Netflix show. By the way, I'm I'm down. Yes, I'm down. Okay. I'm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I, right. I've wanted to watch it a couple of times, and I haven't actually <clears throat> hit the button to say play. Yes, uh, filming has wrapped for uh, the sequel to Stakeland called The Stakelander. It was actually filmed in secret. It came to a surprise when it was announced that it was uh, filming had wrapped because nobody knew there was going to be a sequel to it. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm uh, definitely interested in checking this one out. And it is going to premiere on the Sci-Fi Channel. Cool. Oh, that's not that's not a, a that's not the ideal format, yeah. perhaps. But I mean, at least, at, yeah. least, at least it's going to be on there. But then again, have you guys seen the Expanse? The uh, the new the newest show on the Sci Fi Channel. No, I've heard a lot of things about oh, it, dude. Yeah, I I actually watched the the full season in under a week. It's excellent. I'm gonna tell you, my mom excellent. loves a lot of shit on Sci Fi. Well, they say that Twelve Monkeys show is pretty good too. I haven't seen it. I haven't yeah. either. First season was uh, pretty good. Yeah, I haven't checked any of uh, the new season out, but the movie's one of my favorite stakeland uh yeah it's gonna it's gonna premiere on a uh, sci-fi uh there's no date and time yet but uh from what i understand and uh, everybody that was involved in the first one uh was involved in the second one so even uh nick Demichi, the guy that played father um i have to check that one out i don't but... see how he couldn't be oh i did see that you have seen stakeland I... Oh it. man, I just I just uh uh got a uh, ring a bell, huh? Yeah, you did. I was I probably You remember when all the guys dropped drunk. all the zombie vampires out of the helicopter on the on the people that were all oh, in that little village? Oh, remember yeah, weren't they having yeah, like a little yeah. uh dance like a kind of like kind of reminded me of a Wild West show or That's something like right, that or a Wild West movie? Because they didn't kill that jackass guy when they had the opportunity. Okay. I think we've all seen it, Brian. That's what happens when you don't kill the bad guy when you have the opportunity. Lesson learned. Take note, just in case. <laughs> right. So, other than that, that's all the news I have for this week. And now, on tonight's featured attractions, we start with a review and a discussion of The Shallows, starring Blake Lively. And then we review the original movie that kept audiences out of the water for years, Jaws. So, we'll start out with trivia and information about The Shallows. Uh, we talk about the director and the writer, and then we go into trivia topics. Director was, I'm going to probably destroy this name, but I'm going to do my best. Jean-May Colette Sarah, also known for House of Wax. Uh, we just can't seem to get away from this movie, can we, guys? <laughs> uh, also Orphan, which I thought was pretty good. And most of the films in the last three years starring Liam Neeson. Uh, writer is Anthony Jaswinski. Known for Killing Time, A Vanishing on 7th Street, and Christie. This movie was, was originally titled In the Deep. Louis Leterrier was originally set to direct, but exited the film due to creative differences and the reduction of previously told budget. The screenplay for this film was featured in the 2014 Blacklist. You guys ever heard of the Blacklist? Yes, I have. The Blacklist is a list of the most liked unmade scripts of the year. Oh, so you know, that is it, not it, what I thought it would be. Yeah, it, it definitely. Yeah, no kidding. With a name like the Blacklist, you would kind of think it was the opposite. But uh, do, uh, you guys mind if I kind of start with this one? Yeah, go ahead. I would say my description of this film overall is pleasantly surprised. I was uh, not expecting the movie that I saw, um, and I'm not really sure if it had to do more with uh, Blake Lively's acting or if it had to do more with the uh, with the script. Uh, if it was on the blacklist, obviously it was you know it had to be pretty good. Uh, the camera work was pretty good, and I liked some of the things that they did with the uh, when she was on social media and on her cell phone. I kind of liked the way that they filmed that. I hadn't really seen it done that way before in a movie, but I thought it worked pretty well. I liked the uh, photography. From the beginning, in my opinion, there was quite a bit of tension throughout the movie. She uh, she definitely sold it for me. I, I think I think really most of it comes down to her acting. And 
I don't know why I was being so hard on her. I don't know if it was because she was on Gossip Girl or if it was because she really hadn't been in that many feature films. But after watching this one, I kind of looked up her career a little bit more, and she had been in a pretty damn good movie last year called The Age of Adeline. You guys seen that one? I've heard about it. Oh, I hated that movie. Uh, a, <laughs> lot of, a lot of people do. A lot I of people do, so but bad. I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> Was I thought it better she did than Green well. Lantern? What's that? Was it better than Green Lantern? Well, I would uh, I would say so, for sure. That was the one I kept thinking of when I was... I'm gonna that's why I was kind of no. dreading going into the water on this movie, Green Lantern. I'll watch Green Lantern again. I don't want to watch Age of Adeline. I, I didn't like that movie at all. <laughs> well, I thought she did a pretty good job. And I also thought that the uh, the makeup work was good. It made her look pretty... By the time she had been on that rock all day long and the sun was shining on her... Uh, I, I thought they did pretty well with making her lips look chapped and making her face look like she was sunburned and she was in a whole lot of pain. Um, I thought that when she injured her leg, it looked pretty realistic. And basically the first two thirds of the movie were were pretty entertaining by my standards. As it got further on, it got more and more unbelievable, particularly when she swam out to the buoy, which I kind of like the scene of how she counted the uh, 30 seconds for the shark going around the rock and then finally made her way over there. I thought that was pretty neat. Um, Spoiler alert. But I didn't really think that... I think once she got over there, they kind of overdid certain aspects of it a little too much. But well, yeah. You yeah, I have a climax somewhere. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But I, I, I found the first two-thirds of the movie to be pretty believable, very suspenseful. Uh, a lot more well acted than I was expecting, and not too poorly filmed. What did you What did you think, Brian? Uh, okay, this is when I wish we did a spoiler podcast. I I had quite a few problems with this movie. Uh, the first part of the movie, I thought I was watching a sequel to Blue Crush. Okay. I I I don't know. I mean, she she was good in it. I'll give you that. I don't know. It was. The whole the whole thing with the with the father and uh, on Skype and everything that kind of just threw it off for me and I wanted more suspense, more action, something you know. What we got at the end was uh, also a problem for me. I don't want to spoil it, but it was the most fantastical, amazing conclusion. Dude, I had a problem with that too, man. I actually really – well, I'll let you finish, man. <laughs> so are yeah. you, I'm going to let you finish. Brian, all right, Kanye. Hey, Brian, are you, Brian, are you saying that it, it, it took a little too long to get going? For me, it did. Okay. I, I kind of thought the exact opposite. I kind of enjoyed having all that in the beginning. I liked the buildup. I thought it kind of told you who she was. It sort of built her character up a little bit. I was a little surprised when she looked at the island, and this was really early in the movie, so it's not a super spoiler. Uh, but they were talking about it being the island of the pregnant woman or something like that. Yes. And I, for some reason, I thought we were going to find out while she was on the rock that she was pregnant or something. But that never oh, seemed to materialize, did it? Well, that's that's where she was born on that island, right? Was it? Yeah, I think that's what they were talking about. Oh, fuck, the dude. See, I totally missed that then. Okay, I think that's what they were talking about in the beginning of the movie. Is that, yeah, that's I, I think they said that. neither neither that or her mom was pregnant with her. Okay, maybe that's okay. So, so they 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 felt she felt like it was her and her mom's island. But that was all like you know character development backstory. It's not something that's super important. <clears throat> I kind of thought we minor minor spoilers in, in the beginning of the movie. I kind of felt like 
the truck ride there when she was going through the pictures, I kind of felt like we got a little bit of backstory. Right. And we didn't need to go into the whole thing with the sister and the, the father interrupting the phone call. Mm-hmm. I kind of enjoyed that, man. Yeah, I kind of yeah. thought it built it up a little bit. I was okay with that. I'm going to take a more neutral approach than you guys, man. I think that it was... Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not polar opposites, you know? I, I think that it was... I think that it was good. I think that it was good that they had that character development in there. Was it necessary? Yeah, probably not. Because, I mean, the whole essential part of the movie was the whole shark attack thing. But, uh, you know, it's it's important to have some sort of character develop. I, I It was like they crushed Castaway and Jaws together. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it was just this one chick sitting out there the whole time fighting off the shark. Yeah, which I had no problem with that that whole premise of the movie. Yeah, right. I, I just I just wanted more of that. Yeah. Well, see, guys, I I found it to be more like 127 hours, which I kind yeah. of yes, yes, thought it might be. You know, yeah, with the, the single person surviving. But you know what? It also kind of reminded me of her husband's movie, uh, Buried. Have you guys seen that one? Yes. Because that was a that that one was totally a one man show. Yeah. All it yeah, it was totally Ryan Reynolds. He was buried literally under underground Bet and he had Deadpool. nothing but a cell phone. Bet you Deadpool would have killed that shark. Just saying. Probably. <laughs> After telling it a few jokes too first, right? <laughs> yeah, it just I don't know. I just I wanted less of the build up. No, I don't want to say the build up because it to me it didn't really build anything up. I thought we established that. On her, on the way to the island, you wanted less stories, so you're wrong. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but, uh, Philip, how did you feel about this movie? No, man, that's what I was saying. I was, I'm, I'm gonna take a more neutral approach to it. I think that it was good. I think it was worth watching. I mean, it wasn't. It, it's not Jaws. Okay, the only reason. Spoiler alert. The only reason this movie exists is because of Jaws. You know what I mean? The only reason that fear and tension exists is because of Jaws. Yeah, it's... I don't know. Maybe now that I'm thinking about it, because you mentioned 127 hours. Yeah. And then I mentioned Blue Crush. And, of course, Jaws. It just, it felt like... As I was watching it, it just... I was thinking of all these different movies. And it just seemed all jumbled together. Yeah, I can see that. They definitely took some notes from a lot of other movies to make this. But it was it was basically a Blake Lively movie on her own. That she may have well been the only credit in the thing. Her and the shark, you know? And that was right. that they, was the deal. They could have they could have shaved ten minutes off the front, ten minutes off the end, and, and it could have just literally been a one a one woman movie. Yeah. And been just as good, it's, right? It's her versus the shark, you know. Which, which I will say, the the I like the special effects of the shark. Oh yeah, oh, very too. much yeah. so, man. No, I, I think it was okay. So full disclosure, I have an irrational fear of sharks, mostly because of Jaws. <laughs> like even in swimming pools, sometimes I get a little freaked out. So <laughs> when I watch <laughs> movies about sharks, especially something like this, it does totally freak me out. And I think that I'm I'm not gonna give it like a ten or a nine or any anything like that. But uh, oh, I, I think totally I think agree. she did a really good job, man. I think it was you know her doing her own acting on her own, man. It was very believable. I really liked Blake Lively. I, I liked a lot of the underwater photography too, especially yeah. when there was a lot of uh, blood involved. Uh, Brian, you remember what oh, I'm talking that about? Was cool. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I thought that was pretty well done. Okay, I'll give you this Wait. though. 
Alright, there's a scene in the movie, and I'm not going to give away a spoiler, but it's, uh, she's from Galveston, right? Is, is... <laughs> right. Alright. I know what you're talking we live, about. <laughs> we live in Houston, right? Okay, so, we, we go to Galveston a lot. I'm actually going to Galveston in like two weeks from now, and there's a flesh-eating bacteria out there, and it's kind of freaking me out. A little more than sharks. Okay, <laughs> so... They bring up the Galveston scene, and there's like these beautiful blue waters and this white sandy beaches, and everybody in the theater started laughing. <laughs> and I was like, "Holy shit, we should go to Galveston!" Right. <laughs> yeah, kind of like kind of like it uh, for you, Brian. If they if they had a scene that they said downtown Anchorage and it was Vancouver or something, you know? Yeah, Because yeah. Galveston in real life is uh, mostly seaweed driven. It's not white sandy beaches, and the water is green and nasty. So no. y'all hear that first, folks? Our yeah. ne- our our first. Uh, hey, and I love <laughs> endorsement. Galveston. I Come want on down to, live to Galveston. There. That's my paradise, man. So it's well, that so it's Costa Rica. <laughs> so it's not the Caribbean in no. Galveston. Oh, my, oh, okay. My, no. Look, look. My my goal in life is to be a, a surfing beach bum. I don't know how to surf, but I'll learn. And <laughs> hey, Blake, Blake Lively could teach you a thing Blake or two. Blake Lively could teach me, man. I'll be down for that. Look, I want to go to Costa Rica and learn how to surf and just live there forever, right? And be a beach bum, all right? I've known some surfers from Galveston. The water does not look like that, I promise you. (laughs) So, uh, Lance, what do you you give this as a rating? I give this a uh, 6.5, man. I actually really enjoyed it. I was, uh, like I said, totally taken aback. I expected to go into this movie and come back with a 2 or a 3 rating. 6.5 6.5 for me is a big victory. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm also going to give it a... I'm not going to give it a 6.5. I'm going to give it a 6. Wow. I, I thought it was going to be lower from uh, what you were saying, man. Yeah, it, there there is a lot of good points in this. Uh, I, she did a good job acting in this movie. As you brought up, the, the makeup. Right. She, she looked beat to hell by the end of this movie. And uh, also, the effects on the shark was uh, pretty realistic to me. I'm, I'm going to give it a six. Cool. Makes sense. I, I think I think I'm going to go 6.52. That sounds like a pretty good rating, and the only reason I rate that is because you guys went first. <laughs> but uh, I, think it's, uh, I think it's a good movie. It's definitely worth watching. It's not at all going to go down in the history books, and uh, it will be forgotten in probably five or six years. And be like, oh, the shallows. Oh, yeah, Rob Black Lively. Whatever. Yeah, but you don't remember the movie. All right, not bad. Okay, so we got our ratings in, guys. Um, I think it's time to move on to the next the next film. I don't think anybody will uh, give me too much trouble if we move on to Jaws. No. We will start with trivia. Director, uh, a, a little independent filmmaker named Steven Spielberg. This guy. Uh, whose name needs no introduction. Um, but, uh, in this case, I figured I would just point out the other, uh, horror suspense movies he's done. So Steven Spielberg was also known for Duel. Have you guys heard of that one? Yes. That was actually one of his first, uh, films. It was a made for TV movie about a guy that was, uh, uh, being chased by a really pissed off 18 wheeler driver. Oh, that one. Duel was really, really good. He also made another TV, uh, made for TV movie called Something Evil. And many would consider Jurassic Park a horror film, or at least suspense. I certainly would. Absolutely. Um, so here's one of those really, really weird things, guys. The writer 
was a little uh, fella named Carl Gottlieb. Anybody heard of him? This is really odd. His other works were primarily in comedy. He was one of the head writers on the Smothers Brothers comedy show, as well as the George Burns show. <laughs> he wrote the screenplay for a movie uh, called The Jerk with Steve Martin. You guys oh, seen that? Yeah. Uh, yes. Class, comedy classic. And he also wrote the, the uh, screenplay for Dr. Detroit. Dan Aykroyd? Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Huh. Dan Aykroyd. Dr. Detroit was, uh, was a Dan Aykroyd film. The shark doesn't make its first full appearance until 81 minutes into the movie and only has four minutes of screen time. Fuck that shark. Hard to believe, huh? That's what I say. The shark in the film was nicknamed Bruce. Uh, anybody know who uh, Spielberg named Bruce after? No. Ash? Bruce Campbell? Yeah. Good guess. You, do you have a guess, Brian? Uh, took my guess, so no. Spiel, Spielberg's attorney. <laughs> I was way wrong. <laughs> the, the man's voice on Quint's radio when he's trying to call for help is Steven Spielberg. Huh. The reporter on the beach is Peter Benchley, who wrote the novel Jaws and also co-wrote the film Screenplay. Uh, so, guys, I don't think we're going to have too much trouble talking about this one. Uh, Brian, your thoughts on Jaws? Amazing movie. It holds up today. Yeah, it totally does. It pulls you right in with that mu- The first thing you hear is that music yeah. right off the bat. Yeah. I mean, and, even the, the cover of the freaking movie is pretty kick-ass. And and I'm totally fine with not not seeing the shark for a while because just his presence is you know it's very ominous and creepy. I I find the ocean creepy. Period. That's what's scary about sharks. Yeah, everybody was good in this movie. Richard Dreyfus and um, blanking on his name that played uh, Sheriff Brody. Oh yeah, man. I don't. I you know me, man. I'm not bad. <laughs> I'm not real good at names. I I couldn't tell you the dude's name. But yeah, he's he's awesome. Everybody in this movie is pretty awesome. Richard Dreyfus is effing incredible. And yeah, has a little, little bit of a comedic relief in the movie. Yeah. Agree. <laughs> well, because it's not something that you would expect from him, man. It's kind of a a a a, a, a departure from his normal kind of roles, right? But Spielberg obviously loved him. He used him for uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, one of his other yes. best. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I love this movie. I hate the sequels, but this movie is amazing. Uh, like I said, the 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 music is iconic, right? The music not is much. still scary to this day. One thing I want to point out that I pointed out last week from the uh, Killer Clowns, right? The people in this town are stupid. <laughs> Here we go again with a stupid. I, because I don't know what's with these towns and these movies. These people are stupid. Corporate people are dying left and right, and they don't want to close the beach. It wasn't even an option. Yeah, doesn't doesn't seem to make a lot of sense, does it? Hey, maybe it's not a shark attack. Maybe there's a V-shaped boat that just cuts people in half. Yeah, well, wasn't that the explanation with the with the lady? We get that boat out of the water, yeah, but you know, it's probably not a shark attack. Yeah, that was one of the few things that kind of went a little bit too far with this movie, I think. <laughs> Definitely movie. dumb townspeople for sure, huh? All right, so yeah, Brian, I mean, you there's a lot that you said that that, you know, is is obviously true. This is uh this is one of those movies that well, they say it was the first summer blockbuster, so obviously it started something, but 
I don't know what it is about it, but when you first start watching the movie, like you say, with the with the music, and then you're seeing everything through the through the eyes of the shark, oh, yeah. um, and then you got that beginning, which is kind of like the classic um, horror movie beginning, right? We're all for- the, at, at the beginning <laughs> of the movie. They're showing a uh, campsite, and these the, everybody's sitting around having a good old time, smoking, drinking. Uh, it, it would you would assume they're having sex, you know. Uh, skinny dipping, right? It's Everything you could imagine. Horror movie. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That that was the first thought that I had when I when I watched the rewatched the movie was it was kind of like the classic horror movie setup. Um, but they did it before anybody else did. Yeah. And the other the other thing about it was that once they started getting to the uh, to the scenes where in the beginning of the movie where where the girl was running out of the ocean, the guy was too damn drunk to to go in and follow her in. There's some of that classic uh, Spielberg comedy because he always has light moments mixed in with all the tension. Yeah. And I thought the fact that the guy couldn't get his pants off and he just kind of passed out there while she was out there getting <laughs> eaten by the shark, that that was pure Spielberg for sure. Oh, um, I could totally see it being me. <laughs> then, yeah. then, then you got the slow build up to where the town starts kind of learning about what really happened. And like you guys said, there's the deniers. Uh, there's the people that are like, you know, our our, our entire um, town is built on, and our economy of our town is built on uh, all these tourists coming in here for the for the holidays and stuff like that. But it's got to be the boss hog looking motherfucker with the cigar. We can't close the beach, you see? <laughs> well, that's a little bit of a southern slam to it, even though it, it took place up in Massachusetts. No, I know. As a matter was, of fact, there I was made, a, I mixed a whole bunch of different ones right there. <laughs> there was a scene. There was a scene early where Roy Schneider and his wife were making fun of the uh, the, the New England uh, accent, even oh, though he was from New York City. The cat. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Got a pack cat. Absolutely. Oh fuck! I, I, I kind of lost. I kind of lost my train of thought, man. I just, <laughs> just want to jump in. Me. Jump in real quick. Uh, uh, the budget on this was nine million dollars. The box office was four hundred and seventy million dollars. Holy <laughs> shit! That's happens. a success, man. So this That's is definitely a blockbuster. Spielberg, man. Look, I thought it was really kick ass. I, I, uh, I think. Just like you said, it it holds up today. The tension is there. The and it has so many different aspects to it. You know what I mean? The uh, sheriff of the town or the chief of police or whatever the hell he wants to be called is is torn between closing down the beach and doing the right thing because there's been yep. a shark attack, or listening to man the corporate fat cat see, and uh, and and trying to to leave the town open for more money. I mean, because for Christ's sake, tomorrow's 4th of July. It's yeah, literally it's in the middle. Right? It's in, in the middle of summer and that's when their busiest season is. And that's when everybody in the Island makes their money. And so he caves to that and lets the beach open. And that's when people start getting killed. He, he caves to it, but it, it's eating at him the yeah. whole time. Oh, yeah. It's definitely eating at him the whole time. And then he runs into this crazy shanty-singing sailor <laughs> <laughs> who is a shark hunter and has had some oh, sort yes. of USS Indianapolis horror story with sharks before right? where a thousand of his fellow sailors have been eaten by sharks. 
And so he's got this vendetta, like this Moby Dick thing against sharks. Ooh, that's a great point. Yeah. And so that's that's why he smashes the radio. Mm-hmm. He wants to kill this shark. Absolutely. There were some scenes toward the end there when they were on the boat that I swear to God, he wanted the shark to eat. He was either going to kill that shark yes. or that shark was going to eat yep. him. Period. He, Nothing else would satisfy him. He wasn't him. going down. He wasn't going back without that shark. I wow, that's a, that right now. That's a great angle, man. Yeah. So that was, I, I, I thought it was a really cool movie, man. And, and even watching it the other day, it really holds up. It's really, I mean, it's long. I don't know what the length of it is. but Oh, it yeah. I, I didn't realize it until I was rewatching how long it actually is. Yeah. But it's worth, it's totally worth well, another watch. Yeah, it's one of, it's one of those uh, 1970s slow burn movies that takes a while to get yeah, going. But it was I actually, slow burn. I actually kind of thought the action started a little bit earlier than most of the, the 70s movies. Well, it did. Time. It just took a while to, to really grow. And it was a long story. Movie. And, and yeah. guys, let, let's, let's face facts here. It's two movies in one, right? The whole first half movie is a horror, a horror movie about people being victimized and eaten one by one. He, yeah. the, this classic serial killer setup, like you say at the end. They're smoking, they're drinking, they're sinning. They, the lady gets killed, right? And then, uh, then you've got the townspeople that are getting picked off one by one by one by this serial killer. Yeah. That's the first half of the movie. The second half of the movie I put up for you guys to consider is an action-adventure movie. Yeah, Completely but it wasn't different. Jaws fucking 2. Here's one that I watched earlier in the week that I forgot to mention because I wanted to talk about it. I watched Warcraft. Oh, shit. Uh, okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. I did not. Tell us all about it, because I have <laughs> no intention to ever see it, even though I love Duncan Jones and the other uh, their, other two ma- major Look, movies he's directed. The movie wasn't terrible to watch. It was super predictable, but Jesus Christ, it was one of those endings where they like stopped it in the middle of the fucking movie and said, all right, well, to be continued. Dude, you can't do that with a movie. It's not a TV episode. And they're, they're like expecting this to be a franchise, and it bombed. Wow. It bombed very... Oh, I hate that when they do that shit. Man. Yeah, it, it was very well-deservedly bombed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't... It, I guess it wasn't terrible to watch, because I don't want to say anything is bad, because you've listened to me for a minute, then you know that I like about everything. But man, the ending was awful. <laughs> so you, you weren't you weren't wowed by wow, huh? No. But okay, Jaws took those two movies and combined them together and actually gave you an ending. So Jaws is pretty awesome, especially compared to fucking World of Warcraft. Dude, Jaws is Jaws is awesome compared to anything, guys. <laughs> so everybody watch Jaws, do not watch Warcraft. Right. <laughs> Jesus Ringing Christ. endorsement, man. Unless you just want to... Like, you may as well be watching a cartoon on the Disney Channel if you want to watch World of Warcraft. Was it that bad? Yes. Okay, also go watch The Shallows and do not watch Warcraft. Right. Go watch <laughs> The Shallows, don't watch Warcraft, because The Shallows were right. bad, man. It was, it was a good movie. Let me ask you guys a question. Um, how no. many uh, Alfred Hitchcock films have you, have you guys seen? Uh, well, actual films... Uh... I can think of two, maybe. Have you seen Psycho? Yes. Yes. Has anybody seen Rear Window? No. Has anybody has anybody seen Vertigo? I saw it. I don't remember. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm probably right with you right there. I'm just mentioning a couple of his biggest films, but uh, Hitchcock was kind of the master of his day as far as suspense. Yeah. They weren't really considered horror, although obviously Psycho was in a way. Uh, the Birds. Have you guys seen or heard of The Birds? Oh, yeah. Yes, seen The Birds. I'm going to say that uh, Spielberg was very, very highly influenced by Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, I haven't watched sense. this movie. There's a what lot of the same beats. Hitchcock's a lot of the same camera work as well, I thought. Kind of a genius. You can't get the same camera work as Hitchcock, man. He does everything in all one shoot. How many times has he done that? You know, that's what he's known for. And uh, Spielberg is... When you said that... Uh, what was the other super suspenseful movie that he did? You talking about Vertigo? No, no, no. Spielberg. Oh, the uh, the other Spielbergian movie? Yeah. Well, I mean, he did Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Is that what you're talking about? No, there's one you Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Right. This one is very similar to Jurassic Park to me, and I didn't realize it until Or you Lance should say said. Jurassic Park is more is similar well, to this yeah, one. And it is. It's 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 very similar. It's got that same sort of suspense to it. I mean, Jaws is obviously a little more of a horror movie cuz Everybody's afraid of sharks because they're real, they're here, they're alive. You know what I mean? Right. And anytime you go into the water, you can't see necessarily what's underneath you, and sharks are fucking scary. If dinosaurs were still around, dinosaurs would be scary as shit. And Spielberg would have honed in on that, you know what I mean? Right. But thus far, no one's been able to replicate dinosaurs in this age, right? Says you. So you want to talk about what we were... Mentioning earlier when oh, we looked Jesus up Rotten Tomatoes. Christ, the fucking sequels. I've never even seen the sequels, man. Philip, I'm going to give you the honors here, right. man. Tell, I want you to tell us the Rotten Tomato scores for all the Jaws movies. So starting here's what with we've the first got. One. All right, 1975, the original Jaws, 97% Rotten Tomatoes, totally earned. I like it. Uh, Jaws 2, 55%, and 1978. Jaws 3 in 1983, 11%. Ooh. Jaws, The Revenge in 1987, 0%. 0% Rotten Tomatoes. And well earned. Well earned. Not a single fucking person like this movie. Brian, have you ever heard of a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes before? Ever? Uh, No, but like I I said, well deserved. (laughs) <laughs> all right nice little aside there and they all have they all take that iconic shark coming up out of the water in in that like in upward the motion from the poster and and put it on their movie cover and it's <laughs> oh it makes me so mad because it's so scary in the first one and then in the rest of right. them it's just marketing it drives me insane. A pale, it's like that corporate, pale comparison. It's like that stupid corporate fat cat in the first movie that they hate. <laughs> and they <laughs> turn into that. Right. Going for the for the almighty dollar, huh? There you go. That's what happens. <laughs> so what did you guys think about the scene where they were in the town hall meeting? And they were offering $3,000 for whoever could find the shark. And then you hear those uh, famous nails on the chalkboard. Ah, uh. What you, would you guys think about that? That's just classic, isn't it? And then Quint says, I'm not going to do it for $3,000, you cheap skates. For $10,000, I'll bring you the head, the tail, and the whole damn thing. How classic is that? I know I've seen it in The Family Guy before. Have you he's, guys seen it in other movies? He said it all sailory. Arr, arr. 
I'll bring you the head and the tail. The whole damn thing. <laughs> so how about the chemistry of these three guys? Man, it's pretty good, you know? I mean, they were they were sitting there singing the song all together. Right. And it was something... I mean, okay, Grant, they've been drinking together, and that's sort of where we come in. Right. <laughs> but uh, I, when you listen to, like, the soundboard of it, and, and you just listen to them singing together, it sounds super awkward. But when you're watching the movie, it makes sense. You know, they're all drinking together. They're having a moment. They're relaxing. They're, I mean, they're trying to catch a shark that's the size of their boat because they're going to need a bigger boat. And uh, it, it, it's all, it all kind of flows very naturally. And I think that they totally would have gotten a bigger boat had that dude not gone on Moby Dick. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, I also enjoyed the scene where they were comparing all their wounds they've gotten over the years. Oh, yes. Absolutely. I really felt like, because at, at first it just kind of seemed like those guys were at, at odds with each other, but it, but by then, uh, when they were relaxing, having a drink, kind of seemed like they bonded, like they, they got each other. Right. Yeah, and then they asked him about his one scar, and he got all way too serious on him. <laughs> went went in a direction X. they didn't think, huh? Yeah, I totally forgot about that whole... I did, too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's uh, like... Got really dark here really quick. Oh, yeah. That's probably not the guy I want to hang out with when I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the scene, the scene that I forgot about, because uh, I've seen the movie probably at least two dozen times, but the scene that I didn't really remember until I rewatched it this time was when uh, uh, Hooper went out with uh, uh, Brody... And they were on the boat, and they found the uh, remains of the fishing boat that got uh, basically bitten into. And then the when uh, Hooper went down there, the oh, the corpse yeah. popped out of the boat, the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Out out in the uh, on the on the ocean, and there was like some fog out there, and it was really creepy looking. And he dropped his giant shark tooth. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'd forgotten about that part. And and that was actually a really effective part of the movie. So yeah. I, I think maybe because it happened almost right in the dead center of the film is why I had forgotten about it. So what what was kind of it, what was kind of cool about this movie is that at the early part of it, they showed you Brody when he was in his office, and it was kind of they were going out of their way to show you how it was small town with small town problems. Yeah, yeah. Like basically the uh, his secretary was coming in talking about problems with the karate, the kids in the karate class, oh, right. doing their karate on other kids or something like that. Did you guys catch that? Yeah, yeah, they're karateing everywhere or whatever. Karateing everywhere. That they was were... like the big news of the day. Karateing the fence. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then when uh, when he told his wife to take the son back home or whatever, she was like, right. back home to New York? And he's like, no, back home here. Right. <laughs> so that was kind of an interesting contrast. And then he, I noticed he talked about that later, too. When he was on the boat, he was talking about how uh, New York City was kind of tough with the vandalism and the street gangs and stuff like that. And that they were in a nice, quiet little town here. Little well, quaint town. They, they hadn't had like a murder or a uh, or something along those lines in like 25 years that he's. he's yeah, absolutely, around. absolutely. 
So that was kind of that was the setup there, yeah. you know, and that was all so, part of what painted the picture for making it such a great film. Is this in New York State? Uh, I think it was filmed up in uh, Upper New York, but that, I think it's supposed to take this fictional town of Amity, which okay. stands for friendship. Uh-huh. Uh, was uh, supposed to take place somewhere in Massachusetts, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right, Brian? I believe so. Okay. I guess but it was filmed like in the Hamptons, basically, like northern mm-hmm. uh, New York. Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. It's uh, Amity Island, <laughs> a fictional New England summer <laughs> town. Okay. Two, one. I said, I bet you if Tom Brady had been there, he'd have deflated that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they're, one of, they're one of my favorite teams, man. <clears throat> All right, so uh, uh, Cowboys. Nah, fuck you, Texans. <laughs> you live in Houston and be a Cowboys fan, dumbass. I grew up in Dallas, man. I like I like the Texans. I know, too. I know. I I'll dig on the Texans too. I like them, but Cowboys to the heart. You got anything else uh, to mention about the movie, Brian? No, that's all I got. Better be about the motherfucking cowboys. I think we get enough, I think we get enough in it to kind of to me it was kind of funny when Dreyfus was getting off the boat and the old man said, Hey there, young fella. And if you look at Dreyfus now in the movies, that dude looks like he's about to die. <laughs> no, man, he was he was still a young kid. That was just Dude, it was 1975, man. The beard was the fashion. I know. That's the thing, man. That's the that's the point I'm making. It's just it's just fucking such a trip. Yeah. How 1975, he was considered a young fella, and here we are now, you know? That was, Richard Trappers was looking pretty young in that movie, man. I, I, I was, I, I, I thought he was pretty awesome in it. Oh, he was great, man. He was great. Like you said, kind of the comedy relief, but yeah. in a way, he was kind of dead serious, too. Well, yeah, and he was the, uh, he was the, the official, you know what I mean? He was like, okay, well, I'm the. He's the one who knew what was really going on about right. sharks, you know. And I'm gonna tell you what's up. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to listen to me, then all you people are gonna get eaten. Yeah. And oh yeah. When he was examining the uh, the first attack victim, he got dead serious there for a minute. He was like, "Look, this is this is some serious shit. She got eaten yeah. by a shark. I'm telling you right now." You motherfuckers haven't closed the beach? What the fuck are you guys thinking? Yeah, yeah he, he definitely was dead serious. It was basically like, shut the beach down or I'm out of here. I'm gone. Pulling that right? license plate out of that shark's stomach is one of those things that will stick with me forever. I remember that. That was <laughs> that was one of the uh that was one of the scenes that I remember as a kid. And uh pulling that Louisiana plate out and he's like, No, nah, this came up from the Gulf, man. He's not was it a Louisiana license plate? I think it was. You fucking yes. noticed that? Yeah. Wow. It's yes, great... it was. He said, this is this is not the shark that we're looking for. This right. Is... Yeah, I think he mentioned that he... It's in a license plate. Yeah, I think he mentioned that he, he knew that it, it had swum from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And basically the license plate confirmed that it, yeah. it wasn't from there. And that was the tiger shark, right? Yeah. Yes. Cool. Uh, what? <laughs> all right, guys. So let's uh, let's all give our score for Jaws. Uh, Philip, you want to go first? Um, man, I gotta go nine out of ten on this one. This is a uh, a classic movie, and it still holds up today. And it's absolutely if you've never seen it, absolutely go see it. You have to see it, Brian. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and give it our show's first ten. Wow! What yes. the fuck? I really, That's I really, 
I haven't seen this movie in a while, but watching it, I really wish that I I watch it more. It's and it did its job because, like I said, my my six year old watched it with me. Yeah, she does not want to go to the beach and swim. She said she's going to stick to swimming pools. I'm so a, I, I feel like it still holds up. I was totally freaked out about my three year old watching it with me. I mean, it was two o'clock in the morning, and she just couldn't sleep, and she came in there and sat in my lap. And I was totally freaked out because we're going to Galveston, which I mentioned earlier. In the other, in the other movie. In like three <laughs> weeks, right? And yeah. we're going to spend a week down there. And uh, I was like, oh, she's not going to go in the water. <laughs> because that's the kind of effect that this movie has. You don't want to go in the water after Jaws. Yeah, and it's, like I said earlier, it, this, the music, everybody, if you haven't seen the movie, you know what the music is. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hell, if you haven't seen the movie, you know what half the lines are in it. And, of course, you know, you we you need a bigger boat. You know, those are all lines everybody knows, like I said, seen the movie or not. The acting, everybody, I loved everybody in the movie. Right. Especially the stupid townspeople. That that might be a thing on this show where I point out the stupid townspeople in these movies. That could but, be a, run, a running gag. Stupid townspeople yeah. alert every week. Brought to you by Brian. That's some bad hat, Harry. But <laughs> I love it. That's hey, that's one of the ones I don't even remember what the hell it's from, but that's one right? of the ones from a current TV show, and it's it's off of one of those producer credits, you know, at the very end. That's some bad hat, Harry, and they 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 play it every time. Bad Hat Harry Productions, dude. Yeah, there you go. Yep, the usual suspects: X Men, X Two, Superman Returns, Valkyrie, X Men First Class, Jack the Giant Slayer. Oh, X-Men gosh. Days of Future Past and X-Men Apocalypse What's are all TV brought show? to you by Bad oh. Hat Harry Productions. House. There you Bam. go. That's it. After That's every it. every single episode of House, they said that's right? some Bad Hat Harry. There you go. But yeah, I'm going to give it a 10. This is a... Uh, wow. This might be in my, my top 10 all-time favorite movies. That's some high score, Brian. <laughs> it had to come sometime. <laughs> right. Well, I'll never give a movie a 10, or at least I, have, I haven't I have found the movie yet that I will give a 10 to. What? But this particular film, I will give a 9.5. Okay. A strong 9.5. Jaws is definitely one of the classic horror films of all time, one of the classic suspense films of all time. Spielberg, everybody knows what he's done. This was when he was kind of just getting started. He, was, he had probably only done four or five uh, movies before this one. But this was definitely coming right out of the starting gate. Uh, a really, really good thing. He did extremely well to, I think, match up with John Williams to do the music for the film. I think he got a lot of really talented people on board. He made it. I think he was one of the few people that's been able to make two successful films that are one mo- one movie that's actually two films together. Like I say, the first part is just straight up horror slasher film, basically, before there were any slasher films. And I think the second half was an adventure film with three guys that were bonding together and going out to complete the, the mission that they were on. I think it was more the first third and then the second third. Well, the second and third third. Regardless of what it is, I think it, <laughs> I think it was two kind of two movies together. Yeah, no, I'm and I think he did it well. I I'm, think he mixed them really well. I'm feeling bad about my nine out of ten score now. I think that. <laughs> Y'all kind of nailed it, dude. It's a pretty kick-ass movie. But 9 out of 10 is a good, solid uh, score, any way you look at it. And this also just kind of puts it out as sharks are assholes. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> both of these movies really confirm that. 
Right. They're majestic and amazing and scary as shit. <clears throat> all right, so we've all pretty much given our score for Jaws, and I think it's pretty safe to say it was every for every one of us, it was one of our best films. All right, folks, now it's time for listener feedback. And this week we have an iTunes review, and this is from Chris Dan, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Philip, you want to give us our listener feedback for the week? I will, man. Uh, okay, so Kristen says on iTunes. This show is great for all you horror fans. Love hearing all these awesome reviews. Can't wait to hear what's coming up next. And that's from Kristen, who is awesome. Alright. Thanks, thanks, Kristen. We really appreciate that. Yes, thank you. Thanks, guys. You can reach us with your comments, ideas, and questions at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com Please, please, please email us with anything that you have. Questions, comments, whatever, because we will be happy to discuss it on the show. The Horror Returns, that's uh, two R's right in the middle there, at gmail.com. Or you can message us through our Facebook page or leave us an iTunes review. Hell, we might even get you on the show if you guys send us an email. So we really want to hear from you. We definitely want the uh, iTunes reviews, guys, and the feedback. Uh, that's how we can keep it geared toward what you guys want to hear. So as always, we want to thank you for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. We'd love to hear your feedback and ideas. As Philip said, you can reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. For up-to-the-minute news, reviews, and interviews, visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash thehorrorreturns. And follow us on Twitter at at horror underscore returns you can always find us on podbean at the horrorreturns.podbean.com also look for us now on itunes and if you like what you hear rate us and review us so we can get our numbers up and continue to bring you bigger and better stuff next week we are going to be reviewing the entire purge franchise and in two weeks we're bringing you a special show focusing on the written word And we have an interview with British horror author Sam Stone. So until the horror returns again, good night.